1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Neil Lennon talks Wren, Flares and Victor Wanyama on the day of the club's AGM. Rangers are in Rotterdam hoping to progress past former Bostic Advocates in the Europa League and it was a happy return to Paisley for Jack Ross as Hibs beat St Mirren. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight is Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi. And only 10 sleeps to go Until the first cup final of the season uh, <laughs> Or is it 11? Maybe I'm not counting right. But yeah right Before we get to that Great win for, for Hibs again last night Watched them on Saturday Back to back victories For Jack Ross But St Mirren They re- really need to start Picking up the points They don't want to be uh, Isolated at the bottom Getting into the winter break So a huge 5-6 weeks Coming up for Jim Goodwin And his squad And big European games Again tomorrow night Celtics uh, Already through But uh, there is plenty of talk Around about it With the decision to shut Part of the stand Which is a good call By the club It's about time And also as well For Rangers Can they seal Their place in the last 32 By getting a, a Winning final tomorrow night Yeah I mean I think for me uh, There's a bit of controversy Obviously with the, with the Situation with the Green Brigade At Celtic But uh, nevertheless On the football side They've already done the business It'll be interesting to see How they approach mm. that game Tomorrow night But uh, they, it's an absolutely Massive game for Rangers I mean they're in good form they weren't at their best at the weekend, but they managed to get the result. But their, their, their form has been good. Their European form has been excellent. And, uh, you know, the, the, I've seen Nick, uh, Dick Advocat wasn't too happy with his team, so hopefully Rangers can capitalise on their fragility at this moment in time. Always a bit of added interest, Mark Guidi, when you've got a recognisable face in the opposition mm-hmm. dugout. A very recognisable one at that for the Rangers fans. We Dicky, aye. Uh, yeah, you know, 1998, I remember him coming in, covered a lot of the Rangers games back in that period. Um... He gets some money out of that club in terms of the, what they spent. You know, I think whatever he asked for, David Murray was just was bending over backwards for him. And there was a lot of mistakes made during that period, but a lot of success as well. You know, a treble, 98-99, Rod Wallace getting the winning goal against uh, Celtic. Some fantastic players signed. The new training ground as well, which, you know, David Murray had to do to, to keep Dick Advocate happy and to lure the players. And, um, you know, I, I think Dick Advocate... I remember Arthur Newman telling me Dick Advocate said that he was retiring in 2009 he was going to retire and here he is about 7 or 8 jobs later and a decade later he's still going strong but what a fantastic game tomorrow night I've been at the the Coop uh, Stadium when Final played Rangers uh, when Alan McLeish was in charge season 2002-2003 Final went on to win the FA Cup that season beg your pardon 2001-2002 brilliant atmosphere um, Gordon That will be a game Not to be missed tomorrow night uh, And don't forget A big l- later on in the show In the second hour We're going to give you The chance to play Jingle balls With Ladbrokes Yeah Mark Greedy and Jim Duffy Are looking at me With a quizzical look In their face They obviously didn't Hear the show last night uh, The bottom line for you though Is it's your chance To win a signed shirt From the Scottish club Of your choice So a really good prize on offer uh, We'll give you that In the second hour Of tonight's show If you want to get in touch On the phones And talk football with us It's 0141 951 And if you would rather tweet then we are at Clyde SSB Let's start with Celtic Neil Lennon's been speaking today And he says it's not about simply fulfilling a fixture Against Wren A place in the last 32 is already secure They can win the group with a victory tomorrow If Clues drop points So the question for you Celtic fans is How much of a priority is it to win the group? Are you, some of you might just be happy to get through I know others will be determined Desperate to go on and win the group How important is that for you? The Celtic boss says It's not a must win game obviously And at that level it's something um, A bit different from what they're used to It's sort of weird 
you know, not really been in this position before, but um, yeah, we're still like driven. I don't want them to come off it at the minute. I want them to stay on the on the edge and on the level that they've been playing at for the last sort of 68 weeks. So it's important we, you know, we've prepared well. You know, we had a great win at the weekend to kick off this sort of block of games and we go into the game with confidence but not overconfidence or complacency. Because as I say, you know, you don't know. Ren are dangerous. They've got good pace in the team. They counter-attack well. And if they come and play with the freedom, then we could be in for a difficult night. So we have to, you know, be ready for that. You know, and you can see the scenes, you know, in Rome when we got that great result and performance, what it means to the supporters and what it means to the players. So that is what they've had a taste of. So it's important we keep trying to, you know, compound that, you know, within the group and going forward into the, the new year. It's a weird one, says Neil Lennon. But Celtic fans, how do you feel about it? Do you still just go pedal to the floor, try and win the group? Or can you afford to be a bit more experimental or, or take some of the pressure off by the fact that you've already progressed to the knockout stages? It's 0141 951 1025. One thing's for sure, it's a nice position to be in. Yeah. <laughs> That's great, you know, to have qualified after four games. I think once you reach that stage, Gordon, you want to go and win the group. You know, you definitely want to go and just show that you can do it. As I spoke about earlier in the season, I think Celtic Park they kind of lost its way as being a fortress in European football. But when you look at the two results at home games, back to back, a win against Clues, great win against Lazio. And if they can do it again tomorrow night, it just puts them back in that road, keeps an unbeaten run going um, at home. So if you to offer Neil Lennon and the Celtic supporters just qualification at the start of the campaign, whether it's first or second place, they would have taken it. But now you want to go and win the group for sure Celtic fans, how important is it in your eyes To go on and win the group 0141 How are you feeling about tomorrow? Uh, the team news looks like this Johnny Hayes is out His scan results I think are coming out today Later today uh, Mikey Johnson back available Greg Taylor will play at left back And Olivia and Cham will play as well uh, Jim Duffy, mm. the Celtic simply go all out Try and win the group, get it done and dusted yeah, I think they would just want to continue the the good form, and I think that's really what it's all about. I mean, it's, it's it wouldn't it wouldn't you know damage. I don't think the confidence too much if if they didn't get the result. But I think from Neil Lennon's um, you know interview there, you know any manager tells you you want to keep those habits, you want to keep that that level of professionalism and quality in your squad. And as soon as you take your foot off the gas, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes not quite as easy to snap your fingers, and and it goes again for you. So listen, as Mark stated at the start of the program, it's only you know uh, a short time to the cup final. So I think every player will be looking to you know keep those standards high, keep that performance level high. And I think I think Celtic will win the game tomorrow night again because I think that there's such belief and confidence in the team just now. And they're enjoying their football. Why not give us your thoughts on this one on the phone as well? 01419511025. Neil Lennon was asked at today's AGM about the chances of Victor Wanyama returning to Celtic. Here's what he had to say. I don't know where the speculation is coming from, and that's basically what it is at the minute, speculation. If a player like Wanyama was to become available, that's the first thing we have to ask because there's a new manager in the Spurs and we don't know how Jose Mourinho would see Victor's role at, in the in the club. And two, there's an affordability. Three, does the player want to come? We have not looked at any of that. So this is all just speculation surrounding Victor at the minute. And I'm very well stopped in midfield. You know, and my midfield is performing superbly at the minute. It just leads you on to the question of what what do, what do Celtic need then in, in January? Definitely not a midfielder, as far as you're concerned. Uh, or is there still room well, for Well I would say if a player like like the, the, the quality of when Yama becomes available and you're not, you know, absolutely blowing your your budget, 
then I think you would take when yam all day long and, it, and it, listen, it just gets it raises everybody game giving great options because the second half of the season is going to be tight you could still be I don't know if you'd be eligible to play in Europe but certainly domestically um, depending on what happens a week on Sunday you might be going for a treble you might not you, you could be behind Rangers you could be ahead of Rangers so plenty to play for so if when yam is if Celtic can get a deal over the line say to Neil Lennon do you want him I'm sure he would take him and then it's up to when yam and the rest to go and see who's the best players to get in the team is it a priority? no a number nine is a priority uh, Gordon I mean I know Lee Griffiths come back at the weekend there and that was great to see but again I don't think it would be fair on the player or fair on Neil Lennon to rely on Lee Griffiths being uh, an integral part of your squad um, for the next six months not in a season like this when there's so much at stake mm. so a number nine for me is a priority Celtic fans what do you think what What are the priorities is it not a midfielder what about that speculation with Victor Wanyama if it's not a midfielder what is it what's the priority going forward to 1-4-1-9-5-1-1-0-2-5 they do seem well stocked Jim does there become a point though if it's a certain level of player you can't turn it down no not really because I think sometimes you know people always say oh it's a nice headache to have well it's not it's just a headache you know so you know ma- managers I think that it's a cliche that's thrown at managers but a lot of managers will tell you privately that um, you know it actually gives them more of a problem I mean you've got too many players you're trying to fit them all in and they're all top players it's a bit like international managers at times when they all come together you can never keep them all happy so sometimes you know if Celtic are looking at just now with McGregor and Brown as, as, as the two um, you know holding players if you want to call it that and, and then you've got Christie Rogic Cham can't get in the team on a regular basis if you add another central player to that I, I just think you give yourself an even bigger headache listen he's a top player uh, I think he'll have a number of teams interested in him for the English Premiership um, if he if he does become available under Jose Mourinho but um, you know yeah it is like Matt said you know you're always wanting to improve your team but who would you leave out and would it upset the balance and would it also upset the dressing room a little bit sometimes you know if these players are all close someone comes in one of their mates is at the team it can it can some at times um, just, just derail you so no I don't think you'll be a player that Celtic will go for it in, in January already getting responses on Twitter at Clyde SSB why not add your thoughts on the phone though now is the perfect time to do so 01419511025 Stefan is on he says we're through that's all that matters it would be nice to win it and I don't see why we can't uh, I'd love to see one Yama back. Something to, to pick something that you said, Jim. You don't think it would be you know a major dent to the conference or anything like that if Celtic yeah. weren't to win. But Neil Lennon mentioned there in the, the clip that we heard about he doesn't want them to come off it. Just the way that yeah. Celtic are playing at the moment. Might it be about more than tomorrow night and more than mm-hmm. the group? Can you understand why yeah. he would still want to go you know full strength, win the game for the bigger picture with this cup final coming up? Yeah. And, and Mark made a very valid point as well. And the reputation at Celtic Park, you know, that, that increases as well. So in the next, you know, the round, the knockout round, you know, if you've had three back to back victories at Celtic Park, you know, that puts that little bit of doubt in the whoever whatever opponents, whichever opponent you draw. So that that's important. Get that that um, fortress mentality back at Celtic Park. Um, Go through but, the six games unbeaten as yeah. well, Jim. It's got to be a target. Yeah, I, again, that 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 again takes him to another level. I think from Neil Lennon's point of view as a manager, it enhances yeah. his, um, you know, uh, credibility as a manager. And there was a lot of talk before he got the job, and when he, when he lost that game against Clues in the Champions League, mm-hmm. oh, he's, he's not the right man for the job, and all these sort of things. Now, if he does that, then, then I, th- I think a lot of people might have had to change their mind. They might have to be a, eat a bit of humble pie. But in terms of 
domestically, I think he wants to just keep that going because it, in this 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 type of game will just continue that confidence. As I said earlier on, Gordon, they're playing with a smile on their face. The footballers at Celtic Park are enjoying the football. The fans are enjoying the style of football. Uh, as it's it's a joy to watch, and the longer that continues, the better. Uh, lots of different opinions coming in on Twitter already I mean the Hustler says that winning the group is, is not very important But it would be nice And yes we would take Vinyama uh, But Paul Ryan says winning the group is a massive achievement Against quality like Lazio uh, Goes on to say don't think Vinyama should be a priority We'd rather see a centre half cover And another centre forward signed in January Not had many mention the defence Centre half cover well, I mean at the moment you've got um, Ayer and, and Julian As your number one partnership You You've then get back up from Simunovic Beaton um, can slot in there I said listen if somebody good becomes available Jack Henry's fine. still at the club Jack I noticed Henry's he was sent the, off I think for the development team at, yesterday at the club um, you know the speculation well, to be honest I think it's more than speculation there's definitely something in it in terms of an interest from Brendan Rodgers and Christopher Ayer now whether something there's movement there in January um, a big bid you never know so it could be you know that, that they, you know if, if you're getting lots of money offered for Ayer um, then you'd need to consider it, but uh, I don't think Celtic, unless it's you know players that are on the fringe, I don't think Celtic would want to sell any of their top players in January. I think they'll try and uh, resist moves for their top players until the summer. First up on the phones tonight is Bernie in the city centre. Hi, Bernie. Hey, how are you tonight? Not bad yourself. Yeah, not too bad at all. What's your point then? Are you looking ahead to the Europa League big picture? Win the group? How much of a priority is that for you? I am just looking at it now. I'm looking at last year, for example, at the round of 16, so like the second competitive group after the group stages. And uh, I just realised out of the 16 teams, only three teams were in the uh, second seed. The other teams were all made up from the first seed of the group winners or Champions League dropouts. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you look at some of the teams, if you just look at the teams, Arsenal, Chelsea, the two finalists, are both winners of their groups. I just think it's massively important that Celtic top players get to, to get a favourable draw. Yeah, that's the thing. Of course, it, it does, in theory and on paper, yeah. give you give you a better chance. The yeah. problem is it doesn't always work yeah. out that way, and you might just stumble into a team who happened mm. to have finished elsewhere in their group. But mm. but, but in large, Bernie's right. That's yeah. that's the incentive to win a group. Yeah, that that that's it. You know, you you hope to avoid. The number one seeds, because generally speaking, the number one seed should should win the, the number of these sections. Um, hasn't happened in Celtic's group, so that that shows you that it can it, it can be difficult. But uh, yeah, by and large, you sh- you've got a chance of missing out a lot of big names. But, hey, listen, you know you, you you could still draw a very difficult tie. But I'm a Bernie. I just think it gives you a better chance, a better chance of um, putting yourself in a strong position mm-hmm. uh, come the knockout stages. Uh, Bernie, what about the the confidence aspect? You know, Neil Lennon says he doesn't want the team to come off it. They're obviously in a decent run at the moment. They've got a big cup final round the corner. In case you hadn't noticed, does that all play part of the equation as to why Celtic need to try and win it in your eyes tomorrow? Uh, I think it's massively important. Um, we, the, the the draw against Ren away started off this good run in Europe for Celtic. I think that really kicked off the good feeling in Europe that's carried through the season so far. Like. I, I just don't think we can let that drop to that, that confidence could wreck us massively. I think the good results have helped us domestically as well. If you look how well we've been playing after the Latvian games. Yeah, that, that that's true, Jim. I think feel-good factor, momentum, call it what you will, all these cliches we hear in football are not easy to come by and they're vitally important. 
No, and again, as I said, it starts from the supporters, but the supporters are going to the game now with real anticipation that they're, not only is our team going to win, but the, you know they're going to play some really good football, um, fast, free flowing football. You know, young Frimpong's coming at right back. Mm-hmm. He's been a revelation. You know, we've got Greg Taylor playing tomorrow, who was terrific for Scotland mm-hmm. in a couple of games, but he's been needing games. So again, you're going to have those type of young players in the wide areas, real dynamic players. And again, I think as I said, fans are going to the, the game looking forward to it. Now, listen, th- th- that doesn't that last forever, you know. So while it's there, really enjoy mm-hmm. it. They've come a little spell. I'm not saying they don't have a huge dip, but they might have the odd game here or there where their performance levels drop a little bit. So while you're playing well, keep it going. Try and keep it going as long as you possibly can. Bernie, you looking forward to seeing a bit more of Greg Taylor at this level and a bit more of guys like Olivier and Charm because you've not seen a great deal of them recently. Both will play tomorrow, according to Neil Lennon. We're, we're blessed We're blessed uh, With depth in midfield uh, Rogic coming back in and, and Cham played well Obviously scored the winner Greg Taylor I'm excited about I'm ex- I was kind of Half happy that Johnny Hayes Can't make it And we can see A new face A fresh face At left back uh, Incredible depth there As well with Bowling He was coming in there Being a phone Before he got injured As well So no, I'm really excited About both the things yeah, I mean the fullback area is an interesting Mark Weedy because there's been a great debate about Frimpong versus El Hamed for the cup final, but neither of them will make it tomorrow night. Yeah. But Frimpong's ineligible, certainly. And then at the other side, you've been a big supporter of, of Greg Taylor. Yeah. He's been doing it at international level. Yeah. Now a chance for him to go and do it European level for the club side. Yeah, I mean uh, he won't be faced because he's a you know, he's got the the um the chance to be going and become a top player and I said for Celtic to get him for close to two million quid. Um, you know, again, you were never going to replace Kieran Tierney like for like, but he's the closest thing in Scottish football to Kieran Tierney. So it's been a great signing uh, for me. He will emerge as the number one ahead of of, of Ball and Golly, um, given uh, a bit of time. But the Celtic fans will enjoy him because he, he is a really good player. On the other side, Frimpong has just caught everybody's imagination. I was at Celtic's home game uh, a couple of weeks ago. Who did they play, Gordon? Was it the Motherwell game? Motherwell game, it was. And um, you know, again, he really caught. Caught my eye, and uh, you know, there's no doubt he'll play um, in the cup final. So, and, and considering so the loss, Lustig and Tierney, night, Matt. Aye. Bauer, and Bauer's good as well. Night. But considering Celtic, where you look where they were um, in the summer, and they kind of paid the price against Clues, they, they were fragile in certain areas, particularly losing Lustig and Tierney, the two number one fullbacks for five seasons. They lost them. They've replaced them with really good quality as well. Bernie, good man. Thank you very much for the call. Enjoy the game tomorrow. It's 0141-951-1025. This is the perfect time for you Rangers fans to get involved because we're going to go to the Netherlands and speak to our reporter Andrew McLean after the travel with Amber. Big news coming out of the club yesterday regarding Dave King. And of course, you're up against a familiar face in Dick Advocate in the opposition dugout tomorrow. What about a trip down memory lane then? You can give us your favourite Dick Advocate memories as well. Get to that next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Getting you full compensation is their goal. Talk to Thompson's.com. Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi here with me, Gordon Duncan. A huge week of Europa League football. That doesn't even scratch the surface, though. We've got some Celtic fans disappointed with the decision to close a section of the ground. We've got Rangers fans reacting to Dave King's decision to step down as chairman. And, of course, a big game in the Premiership last night. So it really is all happening. Join us on the phones or on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Michael says it would be great to win the group and avoid the Champions League teams. Um, on the subject of Wanyama, he says it's not someone we particularly need in the team. Uh, RK 
King goes along with that He says not bothered about Winyama We have enough midfielders And I'd like to win the group I think that means we'd be seeded So a few of you singing uh, off the same hymn sheet On that one 01419511025 Rangers fans Ideal time for you to get involved We're going to talk all things Feyenoord against Rangers With Andrew McLean Celtic and Rangers in Europe On Clyde One With Ladbrooks.com Download the app and score a tap in Please gamble responsibly Rangers first up tomorrow night Away against Feyenoord Andrew McLean joins us live From the Netherlands at the moment Andrew you've just been listening To Stephen Gerrard and Dick Advocat What were the standout points from those two? Yeah, well, obviously, it's it's a nice bonus when you come over to a European away tie and or someone like Dick Advocat, a former Rangers manager that you can speak to as well. He obviously spoke a lot about his time at Rangers. Steven Gerrard was, was obviously focused on the game, but was also asked questions about... Uh, you know the the big breaking news yesterday that Dave King is is set to step down as uh, Rangers chairman in the new year, and he, he went on to talk about that in depth. And he said that he is delighted uh, that he'll still have a close working relationship with Dave King, despite the fact that he is stepping down. Yeah, I met Dave on on Saturday night. We had dinner together. He told me uh, about his decision. Uh, in terms of myself, um, I've got massive respect for Dave. Uh, the job he's he's done by chairing the board. Uh, the good thing and the positive thing from my point of view is he's not going anywhere so he'll still be uh, a shareholder, he'll still be about uh, I think it's important for me that I've got that relationship Dave's someone who I trust very much um, he's given me fantastic support he was a big influence on my decision to come here uh, in the first place and um, the the main thing that came out of the meal between me and him from a personal point of view is that the relationship won't change so he's still going to be there for me and um, that's very important. I've got contact into him, whether that be by phone or email, um, and he's always very quick to respond, and, and he's always been there for me from day one. The very pleasing thing for me is that won't change. Mark Guidi, what did you make of that news, and how would you assess what Dave King's done? Well, he certainly st- he stabilised the club. He, he, he brought um, hope uh, to Rangers when it, when it was badly needed after you know the the Craig White and Charles Green and everybody else had got a hold of the club and. Uh, ripped it to shreds So to bring someone like Dave King back in Was exactly what uh, they needed um, And Stephen Gerrard saying He was a big reason why he decided to come And I think for Stephen Gerrard When you're, you're a young manager And it's your first job and, and Jim will know every manager says you know, If you've got a good relationship If you trust And he used that word I trust him If you trust your chairman You've got you've more than half a chance of, of succeeding And when you look at what Dave King's done for Stephen Gerrard He's financially absolutely pushed the boat uh, out for him So I don't think Stephen Gerrard Could really uh, Have any complaints and, and he's not For Rangers moving forward Then obviously the club Will now try and go To the to the next level On the park And off the park And first things first It's a chance to win a trophy In 10 days time More importantly They need to go and try And win the league uh, In May And then you go and try And get that Champions League money um, If you can do that So I think he's been good um, For them There's been mistakes There's been errors But Over the piece um, when you consider what Rangers were like when he took over to where they are now, you can't have really many, if any, complaints. Andrew, what about the big game tomorrow then? Rangers aren't through yet. They've got work to do, but at the same time, they're clearly in a fairly strong position to go and progress from this group. Yeah, as you can imagine, uh, a lot of Rangers fans have made the journey over here with the, the excitement. You know, there's, there's that carrot that Rangers could well progress tomorrow night. I will get into the, the specifics of it because it is very confusing because I think at the time when Rangers had uh, beaten Porto in their last game that 
people thought, well, because Rangers have a better head-to-head record than Porto, that means that automatically if they win this game, then they go through. It's not actually the case, having spoken to the, the UEFA representative here. A win doesn't actually guarantee Rangers a place in the knockout stages, and that's because if Porto also win their game, there's a chance that those two teams and young boys could all finish on the same amount of points after six games. So if that happens, and I hope you're following me, it becomes a three-way head-to-head between the sides. So it's the overall points that each team has taken when you take away uh, Feyenoord's results in there. So if Rangers lost at home to Young Boys on the final day, they'd only have one win in the four games against those other two teams. It's all very confusing, but basically all you need to know is that Rangers, if they win tomorrow night and Porto drop points, Rangers will be through. One man they will be without tomorrow night is Jermaine Defoe. He's picked up a knock. Hasn't travelled with the squad. He's also a doubt for the weekend as well. Borna Barisic is touch and go for this one. But uh, Steven Gerrard says that he's expecting a very different Feyenoord side from the one that they beat at Ibrox earlier in the campaign. Of course, Dick Advocat is the man that's come in and he thinks that he's made a lot of improvements and reckons it'll be a very difficult match. Yeah, I mean, Dick's a, a manager and has been for many, many years. He's someone who've got an incredible amount of respect for. A very successful coach. Big, big experiences throughout Europe. Um, so I think a manager like that taking over is always going to give a team a lift. Uh, he's always going to improve certain things. I'm sure he looked in a Feyenoord and um, could see where they were going wrong and he's tried to tweak and improve certain things. I've noticed that. Uh, I haven't studied the Feyenoord, the recent performances and results. So, yeah, it'll be a, a different challenge and, and a more... Um, Difficult challenge, if you like, than the one we faced um, at Ibrox. We obviously had the support right behind us on the night, who were fantastic. I'm sure that's going to be the case in their favour tomorrow. Um, and this has got all the makings of being a, a, a very interesting game and certainly one that we're looking forward to. Thank you to Andrew McLean over there in the Netherlands. He'll keep you up to speed on everything that happens in that match tomorrow and deliver the post-match reaction back to us for Friday's show as well It's 01419511025 Rangers fans Quite a lot for you To get your teeth into there First of all Stephen Gerrard Paying tribute to Dave King What did you make of that news? Uh, what about the potential For Borna Barisic To miss out tomorrow? Who goes in there At left back? Who would you like to see Come in and replace him? Is that as simple as John Flanagan or Andy, Andy Halliday, Halliday. We've, not, yeah. we've not seen a lot of them recently no. Such has been the form Of Borna Barisic Jim yeah, I mean, he's been one of Rangers' top players, a, a guy again that's just grew in confidence and, uh, you know, it's just, it took him time to settle in by his own admission. You know, he, he struggled a little bit, I think, with the, the whole tempo and the, the way the game's played in Scotland. But again, um, he settled down, became a very, very important player, um, defensively sound, but really good going forward. Um, but I think Flanagan will probably get the nod um, if he's if he's fit and, and healthy. Uh, Halliday can go in there, but I think away from home, um, I think they would expect Feyenoord to come out after Rangers at the, the start of the game. So be solid defensively to start with, be switched on and then, you know, see yourself through the, the early part of the game uh, and, and maybe even capitalise on the fact that they might go a little bit gung-ho and, 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 and the, you know, the, the, the form that Morelis is in um, and, and, and with Ryan Kent as well, looking mm. as if he's getting close to his best. Then, then... You know, Rangers can certainly play it two ways. They could sit back and hit on the counter, or you know they can play. You know, if you want to say their normal style, uh, their four three three, and be very positive there. So yeah, I, I said it's that. I think Rangers have got a great chance of getting a positive result there. Yeah, Dick Advocat is a very experienced manager. He's went in there. The 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 the, the club have brought him in there to try and sort a few things out quickly, uh, and he knows that he's not there for the long term. He's there for the short term. 
But um, it still might take him a few weeks Just to just to get them the way mm. he wants them to play uh, Brian's a Rangers fan on the line How do you feel ahead of tomorrow, Brian? Uh, before that, Valencia have just scored against Chelsea Just to let you know well, Thanks, Brian Thanks for the update uh, uh, I take one game at a time <clears throat> uh, And the most important game is tomorrow night As far as I'm concerned I'm not even thinking uh, beyond tomorrow night I know this cup final is approaching but really, and I was hoping my club would, would be doing exactly the same, uh, progress in Europe is very, very important uh, to my club. It just doesn't give you financial uh, you know, backing. It also, playing at that level helps the players and the club's development. Uh, so I think it's very, very important tomorrow night. Be interesting to see what type of Feyenoord take part in this game, Mark, because... This is not in any way about taking anything away from Rangers But I think everyone was surprised at how poor they were in the first game And like I say, Rangers were good Part of mm-hmm. that, a lot of that was to do with how good Rangers were But we had our Dutch football uh, journalist on the show last night as well And, and he was saying over there, you know, they, they, they were really, really shocked at how poor Feyenoord were yeah. Dick Advocat has come in, he's steadied the ship Albeit he's not had that much of a test just yet I think it's four games against... Relatively I thought the weekend there wasn't it yeah. I think they, they won 3-2 After being two goals down A couple of weeks ago He's made a couple of Shrewd moves I'd imagine You know We, we advocate uh, He's brought in Big John DeWolf As, as his number two Who's a, a fine old uh, Legend You know He cleaned out the The backroom staff They inherited And decided to do it His own way And uh, as you mentioned The performance at Rangers From fine Wasn't great From their point of view And that's what led to Yapstam you know, standing down that that hadn't been a one-off game that had been happening over a number of weeks, um, uh, Gordon. So, you know, advocate will certainly make them more difficult to beat um, with their own supporters uh, tomorrow night. As I say it can be an intimidating arena if the final fans are up for it, but certainly with the travelling support that Rangers uh, will take, it will certainly give their uh, players plenty of incentive to go and do the job. And I think it's definitely a game that Rangers can go and win. But it wouldn't surprise me if it's a score draw tomorrow night, which would be an excellent result. What about Rangers set up, Jim, and the way they go about this? I'm detecting a little bit of what's the right word because they're clearly delighted with the form at the moment. You, you can not be there on a, on a long run of winning games. Same again at Hamilton. It's almost like if if you were nitpicking. I've seen a couple of Rangers fans on social media and on the phones here saying that they're not hundred percent sure on. On how to fit Scott Arfield in at the moment And where he fits in And do you go with two natural wingers You know, How do you see that playing out tomorrow? Well, he seems to have favoured in the European competition The two wingers He's, he's had Barker and Kent uh, and with, with Morelis up front And he, he's done that You know he, you know, The last time he brought Barker in After you know, people were like where, where did he come from? And, and he put him in He seems to have liked that And again as I said I think that suits the way the Rangers want to play The 4-3-3 uh, pace on the counter-attack Two very quick players And obviously A quick um, You know Strong powerful striker Who's as I said He's a threat Anywhere You know uh, Mariela So therefore I, I think the Reigns will go 4-3-3 uh, I think Probably stick, stick with Kamara Davis and, uh, uh, and Jack In the middle of the pitch And, and then it'll be Tavernier, Goldson Hollander and Flanagan So I don't see too much I mean mm. could, he could put uh, Ojo on He's done that at times He has put Aribo on but that'd be the only one. I think there'd be a one mm. one space there. But uh, I think he might leave Arfield out and uh, and and maybe either play Ojo mm. or Barker. But I think he'll go with the two wingers who run through. But listen, I mean, as Brian said, Rangers have got to focus on this game. That's all they can do. Is if you're a top footballer, you play in the big games, and they come thick and fast. 
and this is a big game and then followed up there'll be other big games to go but you've got to be able to deal with each game as they come up and I think um, you know Rangers get a positive result tomorrow night similar as we've said about Celtic that just keeps right. that confidence that belief not just in the dressing room but in the, in the stands as well with the fans uh, Brian we heard Stephen Gerrard there praising the job that Dave King's done the announcement at yesterday's AGM that he will stand down most likely in the new year what have you made of his time in charge of Rangers? Well I actually seen his uh, his chairman back at the AGM uh, on my phone yesterday and uh, he spoke very well uh, he was kind of choking up about uh, you can see what the club means to him uh, you know on behalf of all fans uh, what he's done for the club over the last few years uh, one, one of my fellow Rangers fans said last night we might not have had a club uh, we, we certainly had a splinter club before he came in. I think we would always have been there. But he has come in and he's addressed issues that had to be addressed. And we're now competitive at the top of the Scottish Premiership. And we're being competitive in Europe as well. I'm glad that he's still going to be in the fringes of the club. Obviously, he's still going to be a you know a major shareholder. What else can you say? I'm just delighted that that him and the board uh, have took the club to where they are at the moment. Still a bit to go yet, but uh, without him and the board, it would have been very, very difficult. Does this get you curious, Mark Guidi, about what's what's next in that position for Rangers? And you know they're, they're intending to. Uh, have a, a new share issue in January There's been mm-hmm. talk As there has been many times About fresh investment In the new yeah. year And so yeah. on How do you see the bigger picture Playing uh, out? You know, it could well be that You know um, Brian I know, you know Douglas Park Could be in line To become the, the next chairman if, if, if he wants it um, Douglas Park's been a, a major player For the club Over a number of years But particularly In the past four or five years You know Giving loans And, and helping the club out When it was, it was financially required um, yeah, fresh investment. The talk I'm, I'm hearing is a couple of big hitters that have been over in Glasgow um, for talks and, and looks around. Uh, I look around the past in the past four or five weeks. Um, one or two of them um, from Asia with a right few quid in their pocket. So that's kind of the chat at at, at, uh, at the moment. So I, it will be interesting to see. Listen, between now and the end of May, it will be interesting to see you exactly where Rangers are on and off the park. It is a massive six months. For the club in terms of a new chairman New investment Everything else that's going with the club financially And on the park Have they made the next step? Because mm. the, the talk's been that The potential's that they make step And they're heading in the right direction But will they make, make the next step? A. By winning a piece of silverware And B. By stopping nine in a row Good man Brian Thank you very much for the call It's 0141 This is the ideal time to get your call in Because we're going to get some travel uh, with Amber This is a coincidence But it's nice timing I'm joined in the studio By two of Clyde One Super School Board's Finest snooker players You oh, two are man. keen aren't you oh, yeah. I seem to remember you two Cleaning up the, the last competition we had That was a long time ago though Wasn't it? Well, yeah, it was bring that back a, I think Yeah that was That's a good show We should yeah. go to yeah. Okay uh, Anyway night during the winter break Forget that the Not nine... long ago Gordon Dale was blonde I think <laughs> uh, The 19.com <laughs> Scottish Open The real pros Are returning to Glasgow's Emirates Arena From the 9th of December uh, Some of the Top guys back to battle out for the Scottish Open. Um, Mark Allen won the title last year, but you know the Scottish stars John Higgins, Stephen Maguire, Anthony McGill, I'm sure, will be hoping to take home the trophy this year. Now, Clyde One's giving you the chance to attend the final. All you have to do to potentially win a pair of VIP tickets online is head to Clyde1.com. 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. They play to win every time. Talk to Thompson's.com. Jim Duffy and Mark Greedy here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Looking ahead to two huge games in the Europa League tomorrow. Feyenoord against Rangers first up. A uh, bit of work for Rangers to be done If you listen to Andrew McLean Quite a few permutations there as well uh, To qualify Do you want to repeat that back? Jim Duffy Word for uh, word Yes I think it was um, Don't bank in the fact that uh, Rangers had a better Head to head against Porto Because that counts for nothing Sort of Basically Rangers win And hope the Porto <laughs> don't And then we don't need to worry uh, About the rest of it um, Another factor With the Celtic game tomorrow Is that Celtic have decided to close part of the stadium for the match after another UEFA charge, but Neil Lennon says they don't want to shut the Green Brigade out. It's not ideal, but you know, in terms of, we have to think of the health and safety of the uh, supporters, and we also have to follow the rules and regulations of the of UEFA and the competition. So it's a club decision. I'm not going to dwell on it. We will miss, you know, those fans because they bring so much to the, the stadium, and we're hoping that they'll come back pretty soon. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a, a real difficult one that because as a manager, you want atmosphere and create, you know, and, and, and there's no doubt that the Green Brigade certainly helped to create a, uh, an atmosphere in the stadium. But as I said, whether you agree with rules or not, it's like any rule. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's the rule. There's there's nothing they can do about it and they can't keep, you know, fining Celtic, fines, what did they say, it was 19 times, I think they said, they, they've been fined. In, in 500,000 yeah, pounds, according to Peter Lowell. Yeah. So, I mean, they can't keep, uh, you know, uh, having these type of situations uh, reoccur all the time. So, listen, I think um, Celtic have tried a variety of ways of trying to to, to get them to stop, um, but it hasn't happened. So they've taken, you know, a quite significant move um, um, to try and, uh, you know, get the message home. But it is a difficult one for, for Neil Lennon because, as I said, he's, he's wanting people there, he's wanting the fans, he's wanting the atmosphere. But it's not his call, it's the club's call and ultimately... Yeah. You know, you have to respect that. And you know what? For me, it's it's such a shame because they do create mm-hmm. a great atmosphere inside the ground when what they do yeah. is within the boundaries and the parameters mm-hmm. of the laws in yeah. football, if you like, and, and the laws of our land in terms of the type of songs and you sing yeah. and, and the language mm-hmm. that you use. And they do create a great atmosphere, but it's when they go over the line. And why do you need to? Yeah. Because you could be talking about the Green Brigade every week mm. For the good things that they bring I mean even to, at the weekend the they're a massive food bank collection yeah. Doing their bit no, for, for the less fortunate in society So that stuff shouldn't go unnoticed as well no, There should it, be praise for that And exactly. that's why it's important to mention um, I think it just does come down to that Is probably what Jim says And we've had this debate on a Wednesday It's always a Wednesday night We, we yeah. seem to have this that there, Possibly there is or there, there should be a vehicle there For fans and football authorities And teams to get together And if they really want to Try and explore a way That pyrotechnics can be used differently And can be used safely If there's an appetite for that Why not have the discussion But as it stands at the moment yeah. Quite simply UEFA don't allow it So you kind of you have to do What, yeah, what they say Do you know for me It shows that. weakness yeah. in UEFA Because here we have our two biggest clubs And in the past two or three months They've taken the decision on their own To shut down part of the stand why if I'm not doing it? Well, you for did in Rangers' case, did they not? In one of them? Yeah. But they did, we, yeah Rangers we, ordered it for you. And then I think Rangers... Rangers you do that Rangers to try and get in front of it, don't but you? Why, but why should, you know... I think yeah, if I need to be, to, be, to be stronger. But listen, I applaud Celtic for the stands that they've made. I think it's been a long time coming and it's been long overdue. And I hope that there can be a reconciliation between the club and the Green Brigade. But the Green Brigade need to move forward 
within the parameters of the rules that's set by the clubs and the authority. Can you think about it? Five hundred thousand pounds. I'm not saying the Green Brigade are responsible for every penny in fines, but when you think about that, that's an yeah. unbelievable amount of times to be put up in front of UEFA to be charged uh, and 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 to be fined. And it's such a shame because they, they do bring a terrific atmosphere. Let's speak to Daniel, who's a Celtic fan in Springburn. Hi, Daniel. Hi. Hello. Uh, my point tonight was just about the. Do is it okay for Celtic to? Top the table, or would the fans be okay with them just qualifying? Mm-hmm. But at that point, I would love, I'd love to see them top the group because we've had uh, recent years we've not been performing in Europe, and it's not very nice to see us getting dumped out of Europe every year. And when you think back a good few seasons ago, Celtic, as it was said in the show before, Celtic Park was a was a fortress in the Champions League, and not seen that for a while. You want to see that come back. So qualifying is one thing, but finishing the group, top of the table and undefeated at home is, for me, for Celtic, is a must. Because we need to bring the Knights back where Celtic Park is a fortress and people are scared to come at Celtic Park because we'll be looking for Champions League next season, no Europa League. Yeah, no, I think Daniel's got a really, a really good point there. I mean, uh, you know, you, you want that, um, you know, the, the, that, that kind of atmosphere about Celtic that uh, intimidates the opposition. And they did have it for a number of years and then it kind of went a little bit awry. And then, and, 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 you know, if they get this, if they get a, a win tomorrow night again, um, there's, there's, there's no doubt it sends, a, you know, a real strong message out to whoever Celtic draw. Listen, this is not a place you're going to come and have an easy night. This is going to be extremely difficult. Um, and Celtic feel confident and the fans feel confidence again. And it just exudes... You know, uh, you know, onto the players, transmits onto the players, and and I think that that is really, really important. I'm I'm with Daniel 100. percent I think try and win it. I think it's great for the reputation of the club as well, Mark. You know what I mean? To if you mm-hmm. if you look all around Europe, I mean, I know a lot of the bigger teams don't take the the competition that serious until the latter stages, but nevertheless, if Celtic go and look and win top that group and amongst Ren. Clubs like Wren and in particular Lazio, I think it sends a real, a real strong message out that Celtic and Scottish football is in a good is good shape. I don't think, unless I'm mistaken, Gordon, I don't think Celtic have ever topped a group. No, have they? Europa League or Champions League? So it's a step in the right direction. I say if they can go the, the the group unbeaten in six games, and I know they've already qualified, but it's like Scotland. Mm. Look at the lift you feel because they've won three games in a row, and they had they won any in three games it didn't make any difference because they're still going to be in the playoffs. But you have won them, and you finish on a high, and for Celtic too. Uh, Ren and then um, what is it Clues away in their final game so to, 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 to win it uh, to win the section would be a major thing for their players and uh, and the manager Daniel do you have strong feelings either way on this decision to close part of that Green Brigade section um, uh, my thing with the Green Brigade is on a, to shut them I understand that they're breaking some of the rules and they kind of do need to be punished but at the same time today that at Rennes, when we've got a chance to top the group and they're doing that against Rennes, that's taking away a bit of the atmosphere. It will kill the atmosphere at Celtic Park and then does that affect the players? Because the fans do urge the players on and in a European night, the, the noise makes a difference and I just think that the club might be taking that away a wee bit. Yeah, you know, you're right, Daniel. They, they do risk taking away atmosphere tomorrow night but they also run the risk by not doing it of getting another fine. And maybe, do you know what? Maybe in the QT, Celtic have been told, you are one away. You are one away from us shutting down more than a section. You're one away from us giving you a massive fine. You, you know, so, and that's what Celtic don't want to get into the last 32. 
game that actually the, the, the stadium shut down for the last 32 mm. European ties so it could be that, that Celtic have had an odd and a wink and have decided to take matters into their own hand but Daniel it's very very simple for Celtic Football Club for supporters like yourself and for the Green Brigade behave and do the right thing Jim Duffy I've seen a bit of criticism from among Celtic fans to, towards the club for mm-hmm. doing it at three days notice now I don't really know if there's a good or a bad time mm-hmm. to implement something like this is there any any validity in those criticisms? Well, I think again, that, you know, all these things have to be discussed. You know, the, it's, it's not something's done in a whim. You know, so you know it could well have been discussed previously, and then they're waiting, and then they get another fine, and then think, wait a minute, you know, enough's enough. Uh, and as Matt said, maybe they've had some some sort of uh, conversation with UEFA um, to say, listen, you better do more about it, or we will. Uh, and and again, that just comes up to timing. I mean, you never know um, when unexpect something unexpected comes up, Gordon. And you know better than anyone about that, you know. You, so, <laughs> so you, you you don't know you don't always plan something. Sometimes that something just, cynic, was, that, was that in reference to my yeah, dodgy appendix? Right, dodgy okay. appendix. I'm sort of blaming you two because two weeks ago tonight I left <laughs> the studio. I was fine. I was oh, going on holiday the next day. For you actually, you two have obviously. Put something in my tea I've jinxed you Are you going back Is that Dubai yeah. Forever more off the, oh, the holiday list I don't know We'll need to reschedule At some point But yeah. try fi- In case you hadn't noticed We're about to embark On 27 super scoreboards In a row Such as the mm. The congestion Of the, the fixture list At this well, time right of year Saturday, so, Is it? Yeah It is yeah, wow. See managers right are complaining About the schedule But, but they, about us? They, they, don't, they don't know About Gordon Is Duncan. that right through the 29th? Mm. No 22nd The 22nd right <laughs> Every day from now To the 22nd And then we're on A bit Tell me this, tell me this on No, here. no, no I, I'll, are, we have, are we having a winter break Or are we on? We're always on We're so always we're on, on. The... I'll print the schedule off And I'll give, right. you, I'll give it to you during this Thanks to Good. Daniel Beat the Pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football It is Beat the Pundit time Thank you very much to Daniel For that call If you want to win yourself A signed Super Scoreboard ball And get the bragging rights All you have to do Is dial the number 0141 Come on, get more questions right than Jim or Mark And the ball and bragging rights will be yours You need to be quick, the lines close at 7 That's Beat the Pundit on 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation you deserve When there's been foul play Talk to Thompson's.com Mark Weedy and Jim Duffy here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard We've been hearing from the likes of Neil Lennon And Stephen Gerrard as we build up To a huge night of Europa League action Talking about Celtic's decision to close part of the stadium Dave King's stepping down as well So a lot going on with Glasgow's Big Two What about you St Mirren fans? Still not heard from you after last night Again, another game where you're performing just fine You're very much in the game But you come away with nothing Is that starting to become a concern? Or are you seeing enough encouraging signs? Why not let us know? We're about to hear from Dick Advocate And don't forget, we're going to play Jingle Balls A bit later on this hour as well Your chance to win the signed Scottish shirt of your choice This first... Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Beat the Pundit time Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy both ready One of them is taking on Kevin from East Kilbride How are you tonight Kevin? I am good mate, I'm good Just listening to the show Good stuff The good thing about being from East Kilbride Is if you win I'll get Mark Guidi to drop the ball off on the way home That sound alright? Um, that's fine by me Can the local takeaway You're just getting a you're getting an insight into Mark Weedy's Wednesday night routine here I think Takeaway on the way home Anyway heads You are up against Mark Weedy And tails It will be Jim Duffy 
And it is heads It's all set up for the East Kilbride Derby Mark Guidi mm-hmm. against Kevin I'm going to give Mark Guidi Something else to listen to Kevin And that way he can't hear your answer So you've got 30 seconds You're going head to head Remember You can pass Right So if you don't know it Pass it And move on to the next one Okay Right alright Good man Your time starts Now How many teams are currently on 11 points In the Scottish Premiership Four Who was the last non-Scottish manager of Hearts Oh I Pass Which Dutch city did Feyenoord play in Rotterdam what nationality Celtics Marion Schved? Swiss. Who did Rangers beat in the League Cup semi-finals? Oh, Hearts. Which team won the Scottish League Cup 25 years ago today? Um, pass. And who is the current manager of Dundee? Pass. Yeah, okay, let's bring Mark Guidi back. Mark, can you hear us? <laughs> Terrible. Yeah, got you. I oh, don't give it away Kevin Kevin says terrible I thought you did Was that win. the answer to the last question? That's right? the last one That's terrible uh, Right <laughs> Same set of questions to you Mark You ready? Okay How many teams are currently on 11 points In the Scottish Premiership? Three Who was the last non-Scottish manager of Hearts? N- Non-Scot or oh, pass Which Dutch city the Feyenoord player? Rotterdam What nationality is Celtic's Marion Schved? Uh, Ukrainian Who did Rangers beat in the League Cup semi-finals? Uh, Hearts which team won the Scottish League Cup 25 years ago today? Uh, Race Rovers Who is the current manager of Dundee? Uh, James McPake How many Scots manage in the English Premier League? Uh, one Okay Kevin you said it was terrible, do you stand by it? Yep I didn't think you were too Listen Kevin, see after last night I can't remember uh, the, the name of the contestant But he got a zero So you, you didn't really have much to follow And you were always going to go a bit better than that The first question was how many teams are on 11 points? In the Premiership And Kevin You got it right It's four, four. And oh. Mark Weedy didn't So there you go You're going to a 1-0 lead Can't be that bad from here on What was the last The last non-Scottish manager Of Hearts Mark with a bit more time No Paolo Sergio Nah uh, Okay so still 1-0 Which Dutch city do Feyenoord play in It is Rotterdam I've been deliberately Ignoring mentions of Rotterdam <laughs> Since 6 o'clock Because I knew that That was coming up on the, the teaser But anyway uh, You both got it right 2-1 to Kevin The nationality of Marin Shved Is Ukrainian So Mark Guidi Equalises Who did Rangers beat In the League Cup semis It's Hearts You both got it So it's still Dead level After five questions Which team won The Scottish League Cup 25 years ago today I you're to avoid that As well will you <laughs> Unfortunately It's ingrained In everyone in here Kevin Because Gordon DL Was involved And it was Wraith Rovers So Mark Guidi Goes in front and they then stretched his lead The manager of Dundee is James McPake There are no Scots managing It didn't matter in the end So Mark Guidi has beaten you by two Kevin Not too bad ah, okay, Alright that was no bad for a first attempt Absolutely <sighs> Give it another well, go sometime You've lost a ball but you've gained about 40 quid in my takeaway Kevin So you're fine <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say You've avoided a Wednesday night <laughs> Meeting in the dark with Mark Guidi So I think yeah. you're, you're the real winner here Kevin Thank you very much You can Your chance to beat the pundit on tomorrow night's show At the same time on the same number Don't forget Jingle Balls Coming up in the Not too distant future A chance for you to win The signed shirt From the Scottish club Of your choice And we'll have a good laugh At Mark Weedy and Jim Duffy In the process Shall we Right 01419511025 On the phones um, We were asking earlier on Mark You don't often get to this stage In Europe And have such a familiar face In the dugout Dick Advocat We were asking oh. on Twitter For uh, sort of favourite memories And stuff like that How do you look back On his time in charge at Rangers I suppose that would have been Right at the, the peak yeah. of your Your newspaper career as well I, you know Funny when you're just saying That the, the Wraith Rovers Celtic 25 years That was my Very first game In national newspapers When I got my 
break from um, working for the magazine. How did you describe DL's goal? Uh, oh, I can't remember. It was a Today newspaper that I joined. <laughs> it's now defunct. Um, it was part of uh, Rupert Murdoch's group. So that was 25 years ago. Uh, Dick Advocate, never forget it. Summer of '98 uh, uh, was on their first pre-season trip out to Norway. All the rules and regulations, the fines, you know, having to have your socks up. It was strict. John Gregg used to shadow him a lot with some great fun uh, with John Gregg, who kind of doubled up as a as a PR guy, Rangers legend, greatest ever Ranger. Some brilliant fun um, with with John. I could I could go on and on with the stories uh, with John, but Dick was was good, and then you you started to see it um, unravel. But the quality of the player, you know, from Giovanni von Bronckhurst to Arthur Newman. Uh, to Stefan Kloss um, and the, the thing for Dick just you know two guy and all those other ones you know Neil McCann stuff, if he just managed some other ones better that he inherited like it was a real shame he didn't enjoy a relationship with, with George Alberts now Dick's, av- Dick's argument would be oh, George was too lazy you know he didn't track back but you know again man management you know look at his strengths and look at what he could bring you know the fallout with Amoruso but then you look at the other one the flip side of it Notice something in Barry Ferguson And said I don't care if you're 19, 20 years old You are going to become my main man in the middle of the park And he did And he cleverly put a young Barry Ferguson Under the, the guidance and influence of Arthur Newman You know, So Arthur would room with him and, and, and put him into good habits And teach him things and da 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 And then it unravelled He went upstairs Alec McLeish came in And it, it, for me it was quite a sad ending for, for Dick Advocate um, Some people say you could hold him partly responsible For the financial ruin of Rangers well all he did was ask for the money you know David, David Murray signed the cheques all he did yeah, is every manager successful does but expensive yeah yeah but a treble some great times great memories and uh, yeah I thought all over the, the, the Champions League with Rangers um, some of the, the, the tours um, as well now, there's another wee thing Gordon like for example now we're coming up with the winter break and where Dick should have just bent a little bit more for the players was so remember Rangers I think went to Florida back to back in successive January winter breaks and some of the players also went to Florida, Jim. Mm-hmm. Now, rather than just saying, listen, you can meet up with us. This is a hotel. This is a complex. We'll meet at Monday morning at nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. Dick made them fly, fly back, back to join yeah. the team to fly back out again the next day. Things like that, Gordon, where you just think, you know what? Yeah, we're all for rules. and But for things like that, a wee bit more trust in your players. Treat them a wee bit more mm-hmm. like adults. So it's wee things like that I think he let himself do. Yeah, it was a strict disciplinarian. And I think he just, and you know, sometimes just tried to prove he was, he was the gaffer. You know, sometimes you can... You can just... Uh, the Little General was yeah, his nickname, wasn't yeah, it? Exactly. General, and, yeah, exactly. And I think you can just go too far at times. Listen, he was very successful, uh, 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 you know, for for, for um, you know, the time. Um, should have been with the investment that he had at the time. But I think the training centre will be his legacy. I think that that's, you know, uh, been, you know, at the time, one of the best in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even now stands up very, very well uh, and amongst a lot of training grounds. So I think that's the, the thing that I think he should be remembered for because... You know, obviously that's you know been there for that for that mm. period, the whole twenty years, and uh, you know Rangers of you know used to travel. Everybody knows in, in a bus, and you go to various places all over the all over the the, the city to to get training facilities. So I think his insistence in that. I think has uh, been something that was important for Rangers. Game to be played tomorrow, of course. Dick Advocat says he won't make the mistake of underestimating Rangers, despite the perception of Scottish football in the Netherlands. He says he's also been impressed by the quality of Steven Gerrard as a manager. I think they have a very good squad. In Holland, they underestimate a little bit uh, still Scottish football. But Celtic and Rangers are both really European top clubs. I saw some games from them and they're really close to come on that level what they really want. And, uh, and in principle, it's the same for, for Celtic. 
They've some good individuals, almost all players are international players. So it will be very difficult for us. He was one of the world's best midfielders. Now he's going in, in a different job as a manager from a, from a big club. And everybody knows how, how difficult that is. But uh, if you see from the moment he stepped in, it was only going up. And that says enough about his quality. Talking about this idea of underestimating Rangers... I don't suppose if, if that happened in the first game It surely can't happen again You can't make that mistake twice Do you think it did? Do you think Is that gone in Rangers' favour A bit this season Because teams like Feyenoord and Porto With their European pedigree Have maybe underestimated Rangers? Yeah I mean I've said it before On the programme Gordon I think that um, You know A lot of teams Have got this stereotypical view Of Scottish football for, for It's the same as it was 30 years ago I don't think they think we've evolved at all. You know, we, we may be a little bit behind in, in, in some things, we're playing catch-up, but we definitely don't just boot the ball up the pitch and run mm-hmm. after it. You know, and that, I think that's... You hear it time and time again, you know, if somebody's getting interviewed um, from a from a, a foreign club, um, invariably they'll say, oh, we know they'll be aggressive, it'll be a long ball game. And they just say it, It's just like a, a throwaway statement now. Uh, and I think that Rangers definitely surprised Feyenoord and Porto. I don't know where that would, um, you know, um, stop them underestimating it because Dick Advocate just said there in his interview, oh, in, in Holland, it's still not recognised really as a as a as a as a, a, a kind of difficult, you know, country yeah. teams from from Scotland. So the the public perception is, oh, this should still be a game final I want, and that again filters into the players' uh, mindset. So mm. even though a lot of them would have played in that first game. It's still difficult to get generations of stereotypical views out of your head. You might think, oh, listen, that was a one-off. They played better than we thought they would, but we'll beat them at home. Mm. It's almost like, again, uh, and, and Lazio were the same, I feel. Italian football was the same. Like Scottish football was nothing. Yeah. And I, again, you know, well, you know, they, they, I think they're, they're, hopefully um, this will change over, the, over the, the, the next coming years. But Celtic and Rangers in Europe... Have definitely enhanced Scottish football's reputation And will continue to enhance it Particularly if they get results tomorrow night again Billy's on Twitter He says Advocat was a great manager Some of the best football I've ever seen Rangers play Was during his tenure Built a great side He just couldn't find a striker to top it off Says Billy uh, And Dave says You gave me some great memories Dick But you sold my hero Alberts And for that I'll never forgive Yeah Something you mentioned Mark Yeah you know I've worked in a few uh, Gigged with with George Alberts the past couple of years, and and, and he opens up um, on it, and, and and very painful um, for him as well because he, he one of those foreign guys that, that did have a genuine love for the football club and for the supporters, and, and enjoyed living in Glasgow. And um, you know the way he was treated by by Dick. So I said, just but, you know, it was silly wee things that the, just somebody middleman to bring it uh, together. It could have been uh, avoided, but Dick would be very stubborn, very stubborn. There was of course the. The accusations of bias towards the, the Dutch players, you know, that was just too much of a Dutch influence from the backroom staff to the doctor, uh, to the physio, to six or seven players, um, etc. And yet, if you're in the company of Dutch lads now, whether it be, be Bert Korteman or Arthur Newman or Ronald De Boer, they're all brilliant, you know, great guys and strong affection for Rangers too. So, Dick was a very good manager. I wouldn't necessarily agree with that point in terms of couldn't have a striker because Rod Wallace was fantastic. Um, the first season, Amato was a great backup striker. The big mistake, of course, was 12 million quid. Um, and mm. Tory Andrew Foley And that was the one that, that really pretty much killed off Dick Advocate In terms of being the manager of Rangers But over the piece um, Successful um, But was given a lot of money To bring that success to the club Paul is a Rangers fan on the line What's in your mind tonight Paul? 
Hi Gordon, hi panel. Hello Paul. Um, just a, a couple of you points. It was interesting talking about uh, Adskar. We obviously the final game came up. Um, I had two points to me, but it was just when you talk about um, Adskar. I mean, I grew up uh, through that era, and oh, it, was, it was a brown, brown type of football. I mean, you, you kind of cherish it. Um, I should have made most of it. To be honest with you, I've seen some of the football, but uh, I mean, Kincelskis was one. I mean, Gordon Dale's not there, but I remember the famous one with standing in the ball and mm. the Matto one against he, Celtic. But how he got that ball in there. And the goal, I don't know if you remember it, but it got it at a right tight angle. Um, oh, just brilliant players. And I think Tugai, I think, was the one that kind of got over Alberts' place, which I agree, because I thought Alberts was a great player. Um, but Tugai kind of got um, that position as well. But yeah, no, it was interesting just listening to you talking about that. But my two points were just to say, well, I want to say thanks to Mark. Um, I was one of the, the winners in the Clyde. Well, I know about the Clyde, I know about the football, which I was desperate to get, but. Uh, it was Hugh, Hugh Keevans beat me to that, but I got the, the tickets to the annual ball and uh, brilliant night. So just say thanks. For ah, the Chris Boyd do. Ah, that's oh right. yeah, aye, 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 the aye, yeah. Dan, Dan Fletcher and James McFadden were outstanding, Paul, weren't they? Really, really good. Oh, ah, they spoke fantastically brilliant. well. Yeah, they did. Excellent night. Food was great. Entertainment was well. Andy Cameron, but uh, no, it was great. It was. Um, I thought it was a brilliant night overall. Um, really good. Night. Glad you enjoyed it, Paul. What do you think ahead of tomorrow? Are you any any concerns? Are you feeling confident? Um. You can feel quite, I feel a bit comfortable, then again, I'm a bit too unsure about it as well because obviously, you know, I going back there and you know, he's quite, you know, at that age, a wild old fox, I would say. Um, I'd be happy with a point there, but it was interesting if, it, I mean, if it does, if Porto win, we, we get beat as well. I mean, you're sitting with a group that's all seven points, so I think that's going to be quite unusual. But I think Rangers at home against Young Boys, the last game in the group, I think you can't ask for any more than that, to be honest. So I think they'll just, they'll get there. Um, and whether they finish second, I'm not interested. I think we've came from when Dave King took back over and was chairman, you know, playing in front of Cowden Beath and whatnot, um, to be in maybe the last 32, um, to be joint top. You can't ask for any more than that, to be honest. But my other point was just to say about what you think in the panel of Goldson. I'm a wee bit worried about Goldson in the back. I think he's a favourite. He's obviously highly rated by Gerard because he's, you know, he's, he's missed a consistent in there. But... I've found a couple of times he gets turned quite easily. Um, and, and I feel quite uh, down for Katic. I think Katic was a bit unlucky, to be honest. I think still a good raw talent. Um, you know, he's Croatian internationalist and that type of stuff. And I just think it's a bit of a shame that he's been dropped. But what do you think of that? I think the the, the, the Goldson thing, Paul, mentioned a few weeks ago, and it was some of the ex-players... And it mentioned it too that you know Tavernier was coming in for a lot of stick you know a month or so ago and, and listen they made a couple of howlers um, mistakes but I think sometimes that Goldson could protect him a bit more could shoulder a wee bit more uh, responsibility so yeah I think he's at times he's not been as commanding um, as he should have been and I think he could maybe just read the game a wee bit better and help out his his teammates a wee bit well listen he's still a really good player he's still been great value at three million quid over the past. Year and a half, but you're right. I'm, you know, I'm just looking for a wee bit more out of him. Yeah, I, I think it's a, a, always a difficult one, Paul, because I think Golson. I said when he when he does make mistakes, and I've said you know a couple of times. I think he's safer to say he's a he's a bad pass. He tends to have a little rush after it, you know, where he, he then goes to towards the ball rather than having a bad pass. Drop off, make sure we're we're nice and tight, nice and compact, and don't compound it by making another rash decision and. He doesn't make many, but when he does, he tends to make one or two on the bounce. Uh, and I, you know, again, you know, but um, Katic, we've had this, this debate with a number of Rangers fans on the program. Katic or Goldson, but Goldson always gets annoyed mm-hmm. from Stephen Gerrard. 
And the other thing I think that maybe tells you about his mentality, because I think he's a strong mentality, is that in a couple of times that when, you know, um, Reigns played Livingston, for instance, when Lyndon Dykes was targeting Holanda, at the weekend, Ben it was uh, Stephen Davis was targeting Holanda. They were both going over to that side and trying to try to upset him. None of them went towards Golson. So yeah. I think that other managers and other players playing against him, maybe think, well, wait a minute, he he he's got a tougher mentality. So we'll go to the other defender. Now that's all I'm guessing from 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 looking at the games. Yeah. So I think I think when you play for Rangers, the one thing you have to have is a strong mentality. I think both Tavernier and Golson have that, even though. At that side of the pitch at times is is maybe cost mm-hmm. them uh, you know the odd the odd goal or two. Paul, thank you very much for the call. That was Paul and Crookston on 01419511025. And that's the number you're gonna need right now because it's time for this. Jingle balls with Ladbrooks backing Scottish football. Please gamble responsibly. Love this. One of these things that when the people put the ideas to you in the office, I think, oh, that's never going to work. And then when it happens, you think, this is great fun and we should do this every night. Jungle Balls with Ladbrokes. Here's the deal. Every evening this week, our two pundits go head to head doing keepy uppies with a twist. You have to do it wearing a big Christmassy elf shoe with a bell on the end of it and everything. So there we go. Uh, insert your own joke here. We need two callers on to pick a side. Whoever you get, whoever wins it for you, you will win a signed shirt from the Scottish club of your choice. That's a good prize. Very good. We'll yep. get some good prizes. This week and some good ones to come You must be 18 or over We're playing the competition In association with Ladbrook So get your call in right now 01419511025 The lines close at the end of this break Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors The compensation you deserve When you've been sidelined Talk to Thompson's.com Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi here with me Gordon Duncan on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard we're going to play Jingle Balls in just a second plenty of time for your calls as well we had two games last night don't forget St Mirren losing at home to Hibs and what about Partick Thistle any fans out there want to share what you witnessed last night by all accounts a decent performance but again failure to pick up three points this time at home to Alwa. I'll quickly give you the teaser because it's about to get a bit manic and you're going to need to listen carefully to this one okay John sent it in to full time at Clyde1.com He says for each of the 12 current Scottish Premiership sides Can you name the former player with the most World Cup Finals appearances? I'll repeat that question So for each of the 12 current Scottish Premiership sides Can you name the former player with the most World Cup Finals Appearances Do we know Someone some some to this Oh don't tell me This was Aye. another one That was read out last Aye. week When I was sick yeah, For goodness sake Don't Henry, worry Henrik Larson Henrik Larson I've got a, I, I, I foresaw this Because I've got a, few because I've got a backup he, Don't you worry I've got a backup There was a There was a boy Playing for Livingston That's right Yeah scrap it Don't worry Don't worry Don't worry No you You probably wouldn't get it Again Which would be would be worrying. I think we would. So you think so? Right, so you want to? Yeah. Uh, nah, don't worry. Now. Don't you worry. I've got, <laughs> I've got backups. Dylan Patton has sent this question in since two thousand and one. Name the twelve players who've retired with only one Scotland cap. Oh, you had that. Somebody had that as well. Did Roger Hanna not have that? Oh, one time, yeah. Well, one time ago. In the cap. No, within the I past would. few weeks, definitely. Nah. One cap. Yeah. Not for me. I don't think so. Since two thousand one, name Scottish 12 players. players. Or yeah, I Sco- play for Scotland. One yeah. cap for Scotland. Mm-hmm. Okay. Scotland, and they're now retired. Yes, since two thousand and one, named the twelve players who've retired with only one Scotland cap. Not got a clue. Uh, Paul anyway. Devlin. No, I'm just going to set that up and leave it bubbling right, away okay. because it's time that we play this. Good fun. 
Jingle Balls with Ladbrokes backing Scottish football. Please gamble responsibly. Mark Weedy and Jim Duffy are about to play Jingle Balls. If you've been listening to this this week, we're having a good bit of fun. It's the two pundits going head to head doing keepy uppies with a twist. Need to do them whilst wearing an elf shoe with bells on. Yeah, seriously. And as a beach ball. It is that time of the year. <laughs> now we've got the two callers on. First up tonight is Danny from Kirk and Tillich. How are you tonight, Danny? Uh, not too bad, John. Good Don't stuff. Yeah, not too bad at all. And second up, Craig from Troon. How are you, Craig? I'm very well, thanks. Thank you. Good stuff. Danny was first through, so I'm going to toss the coin. And if it's heads, Danny gets stuck with Mark Weedy. And if <laughs> it's tails, he gets Weedy given Jim Duffy. So, Danny, here's the coin. And it's heads. So, Danny representing you will be Jim Duffy. And Craig representing you. Uh, sorry, Danny representing you will be Mark Weedy. And Craig representing you will be Jim Duffy. Danny's just disappeared. So, producer Andy's going to have to go and uh, get him back on the phone. <laughs> this will be good. Uh, I'll just count the, the keepy uppies, Mark Weedy, if you want to give it a go. Let's see what you're made of. No, absolutely no practice runs, I'm afraid. Right, give it a go. Go on, the elf shoes on. Let's see it. One, two. The pressure's getting to him. Three, four, five. Six. He's oh, he's really good. This is the best yet. Eight, nine, ten off the ceiling. Ten. That was not bad. Off the ceiling. Ten for Mark Weedy. Right, Jim Duffy, step up to the plate. Go on, Jim. Let's see. Elf shoe looks magnificent on you. I must say. Jim's is taking this seriously. By the way, one, two, three, four, five. Oh, he's, he's recovered. Six, seven. Oh my goodness, this is a great standard. Eight, nine, ten, eleven. 12 Jim Duffy has done it Well done to Jim Duffy That means Craig in Troon You are the winner Are you happy with that Craig? Absolutely Good luck Jim Thank you And Craig this will be a first on the show I think You're an Inverness Cali Thistle fan I believe You're too foodie Believe it or not I am But so, we're not in the Premier League for the time being So But listen The prize tonight is a signed shirt From the Scottish club of your choice If you want a Cali Thistle one for yourself Or you want to Get someone else and send it on to them as a gift You can do that Well done, that was Craig in Troon Thank you very much for taking part Still got some good prizes I think we've got another I think we've got a framed shirt coming up later in the week um, I think there's talk of a hospitality one as well uh, There we good go Good prizes so, yeah. Very good Yeah, very good So, well done to Craig in Troon uh, Back to tonight's teaser Mikey's keeping his right He says Roger had a similar one um, Aye, I've, similar. I've, got, I've, I've got a few uh, right, okay, so in tonight's teaser we're looking for the players who have retired with one Scotland cap <laughs> I always do actually Get Murray? Mm, I think Murray might get won? more, no, does he win? Uh, I think Murray get more list. Did Graham Murray get one? He definitely did get caps, Graham Murray for sure I wasn't sure he got more than one Yeah, he got more than one, he's not right, on it Okay. Uh, there's two... Boy, good pal, because we always have a laugh. They get, they get two two caps uh, in the one day, the first and the last. And one is Charlie Miller, Miller. and yep. the other is Andy McLan. Mm-hmm. Yep. Against Poland, Craig Brown's team, my friendly. Yeah, it was. It was the same game, I think, wasn't it? Yes, same game. And I'll throw in the third one from that game John O'Neill. Yes. Well, well done. done. Okay. Charlie Miller had that, was it? So you've got what? you got three of the 12. Yeah, you do. All right, so we're looking. You can play along with us on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Scott Robertson? No. Since 2001. Gary Kenneth? I got it, Kenneth. No. No, must have been more than one, one, yeah. So since 2001, name 12 players who've retired with only one Scotland cap. We've got Charlie Miller, Andy McLaren, John O'Neill. Oh, 
who was the boy remember we Bertie was handing them out the, the sweeties uh, um, played in the middle of the park Nottingham Forest Gar- uh, Gareth oh, I, I and it was tipped as a new soonest when all that kind of stuff was going about it was never seen again Tipped as the new soonest Yes I, I remember Remember the headlines I, 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 I remember the interviews I remember the boy But I can't Gareth remember Gareth Somebody remember. Are we on the right track Paul, No Paul Telfer uh, No hey, We'll try to think Was there a goalie in there Gordon? There is not actually There's not a goalie No I was thinking like mm-hmm. Paul Gallagher or something like that, but, No um, I'll say more than one then uh, Robbie Nielsen Yes oh, Well done Well done Okay, we'll leave that there You're doing not too bad Nielsen, O'Neill, McLaren and Miller uh, So far, so that's four of the twelve uh, What about last night's action then? St Mirren mm. Losing narrowly at Home to Hibs Jack Ross's return to Paisley yeah. What did you make of it? Yeah, I mean I think it's uh, again A good result for Hibs I mean, they're, they're, they're scoring goals uh, Obviously I don't think that was really the big issue anyway I think that it was just getting the balance right uh, people who have watched Hibs more than I've done has said that they're a little bit soft and you know a little bit open. Um, but you know Jack's been in there. You can't ask for much more. Two wins and in, in two games um, from St Man. I think it's the same scenario as as we've said all season that they struggle to score goals. They've got to really get the first goal mm-hmm. and then defend for their lives. And you know if a, if a team scores against them, I think psychologically, you know, they'll think if we don't score a lot of goals, they're having to score two goals to get something from the game. So. I think it's a, a disappointing. I know Jim Goodman mm. was relatively pleased with the performance, but in the St Mirren situation just now, you need to just dig out a few results. Mm. Uh, St Mirren fans, perfect time for you to get involved. What did you make of it last night? Are you concerned about playing well and not picking up anything? Or does the fact that the performances are okay fill you with encouragement going forward? Give us a call right now and we could squeeze you in 01419511025. Jim Goodwin, uh, he was heaping praise on the players despite the defeat. They dominated spells last night. Goodwin couldn't believe they didn't take something. We're extremely disappointed, but um, you know, I couldn't be prouder of the players in terms of their effort and commitment in the second half, and um, you know, not just effort, but you know, some of the the good football that they played. You know, I've, it's a long, long time since I've dominated a half of football uh, like that. You know, for large spells against a very good team, and um, you know, unfortunately, we've got nothing to show for it. You know, and I, I said to the players, I was more frustrated on Saturday, even though we won the game, because of the amount of. Uh, opportunities we gifted Ross County, but you know tonight my goalkeeper's not had a, a save to make, and he's yet he's had to pick the ball out of the back of the net twice. We had two or three good opportunities at nil nil, uh, which you know is the story of the season. Unfortunately, we don't take them, and then the opposition go up the other end of the park and score with a deflected header. This happens in football. Teams will. Go through runs Where they can't quite get results And by the way That's not much of a run Because they, they got a result At the mm-hmm. weekend But I mean over, over the piece St Mirren have Been well in Pretty much every game This season All the ones that They've lost Are not losing heavily They had been defending Very well Does that Is that enough to keep Jim Goodwin encouraged then It's not as if They're getting battered Or actually Do you get a little bit Concerned because You're not able to Turn some of your Dominance into The points that you Feel you deserve Aye, I mean, it, just, it just You know It'll hammer home The point to him That he needs to find Goals from somewhere Maybe he's got a budget To go and try and do that In January Well it's He's looking for more From the middle of the park And from the wide areas In terms of creativity Chipping with goals Or is it just down to the fact that They are creating a lot He's happy with what they're creating But they've not got A proper number nine Is that something he needs to To address He'll look at it He'll have the stats here He'll know exactly What he needs to do But the, the, the thing for something That they don't want Any team does they want Before they want to break Is they don't get isolated And it just shows you What a, a, a really important victory It was on Saturday 
against uh, Ross County and it was a tough game to last night I watched Tibbs I really fancied Tibbs strongly last night uh, Hibs are well worthy of beating Motherwell who are a really good team as well but Hibs could have won I thought more comfortably on Saturday but for St Mirren I, I'm just getting a wee bit concerned for them I mean, Junior Marias did get his, his goal last night Jim Duffy at the weekend it was McLaughlin and, and Foley I don't think there's a team in world football who would turn their nose up at finding that regular goal scorer yeah. at any level what do you make of St Mirren at the moment given last night's result? Well it's, it's very difficult because obviously the you know They've had different managers since Jack Ross has went in And uh, you know It takes a little bit of time And also the recruitment process I'm not quite sure how it, how it's worked at St Man Whether they've been brought in Or whether Jim and, and Lee Sharp and the staff have, have looked at it But finding a goal scorer is always the most difficult thing You need to be lucky That's the bottom line Because it's not about money They can't go and spend money and buy someone you know, um, they, they, they can't get really get one on loan Because any striker worth his salt A club's going to keep him um, so they just have to be lucky They have to find someone Who's maybe You know Either fallen out of favour somewhere Or just didn't fit in one club But just happens to fit into St Mum And if they can manage to find that Then you know That, that gives them Because the, the one thing they've got just now They've got great organisation They're a difficult side to play against They play some decent football As Jim has alluded to there But it's the top end of the pitch that's going yeah. to haunt them if they, if they can't if they can't find a solution to that. Yeah, I mean Jack Ross obviously returning to St Mirren that was another big feature of the match. Uh, he says the Hibs side, you know, sort of won ugly. The Easter Road boss made it back to back wins though since taking over, but admits that he'll never quite enjoy beating St Mirren. The truth is, through any football season, you'll you know you'll play well far less than people imagine. There's a lot of games where you just have to find a way to win, and we talk about that a lot. You do all your analysis and prep, but the, the bottom line, the last thing you speak about is winning the game. You've got to find a way to win it, and we did that tonight. Um, managed to do it. it. Was difficult as I said, but managed to do it. Like, I loved my time here. People, I know loads of people think that it's all about people and mercenary and things like that. I, you know, this club was brilliant to me, and um, what we did here, both, but you know. I'll never forget it So it was, I don't I, don't, I, I like coming here But I don't particularly enjoy coming here When, it's, you know, in, in, when you're in opposition Because it's, it means a lot to me as well So um, yeah no, I'm grateful for that as well And all of a sudden Hibs who were down in the dumps Eddie May and Jack Ross Combining to make it three wins out of three Nine mm-hmm. points on the board And all of a sudden The league table Looks pretty respectable And creating chances Gordon you know Really good football exciting. I said in Saturday afternoon before the game that I felt I was at Paul Heckenbottom's first game in charge was that back in February and it just seemed like a flatness um, and comparing it to, to Neil Lennon's teams and they still had a lot of the same players you know the, the, there was a flair there was an excitement there was a belief you know maybe, maybe even a bit of arrogance sometimes um, at Hibs which I don't mind uh, at all but it just seemed as if the, the life was kind of sucked out of the place in the past nine months but that one game on Saturday at home Decent crowd the, the supporters loved it You could just see that old enthusiasm uh, Back and that willingness And, and Doidge And um, uh, Cambari uh, Linking up pretty well too Horgan coming off the bench So as I say I wasn't surprised Hibs won last night And from a club that we were maybe think Oh they could be bottom three Most of the season But now they, they look Comfortable a top six side uh, if you want to go to Acclade SSB on Twitter You can see the video footage Of the Jingle Balls competition In association with our friends at Ladbrokes And I must say um, Jim Duffy wins Because he, he did the most keepy uppies But Mark Weedy gets extra points for style I think You went just for the elf shoe Which that, I liked But I thought that was part, I thought I mean, that was a, the G- deal That G- you could only Jim use the elf shoe Jim was just Booting it off the wall And just thrashing around But he, he got the victory And the same ball Listen I think oh, shirt, Listen I'm, Not that I'm a bad you, you loser didn't, You didn't see we get points For artistic impression I know I, know, I didn't but And that's I, why I was under the impression You're easy a the elf shoe on Because you had to use that elf shoe 
all the time. So I think you need to be you need to explain <laughs> to, the rules to, a bit clearer. To, to be fair, I, I, but I, you, you I've squished it, Jim. You squished I've it. I've only got one leg. That it. is true, right? Uh, what about tonight's teaser? Dylan Patton says, "Can you name the twelve players who retired?" With only one Scotland cap since 2000 You're doing actually pretty well You've got Charlie Miller, Andy McLaren, John O'Neill, Robbie Nielsen I've got I've got uh, Mark's one It's only because he gave us the first name Gareth Williams Gareth Williams uh, no. Yeah I think it may be No, no. did he get more than Is one cap then? No That was the name exactly that's that's Gareth, Gareth Williams Yes, that's yeah, he's, like, no. he's not on the list of my Gary favourite Gary No And um, uh, they've retired because um, I was yep. thinking Lee Miller, the old striker No nah. Oh, Lee might get more than one I'll do that I'll give you some thinking time And we've got Ian on the line He's got some thoughts on last night's action next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's personal injury solicitors The league leader for compensation Talk to Thompson's.com Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Which means it's time for Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi To make some progress on tonight's full-time teaser If you've never heard the full-time teaser before Here's the deal You send the questions in to us We read your question out in the show And we try and test the pundits to come up with the answers Questions like this one by Dylan tonight Dylan says Since 2001 Can you name 12 players who have retired With only one Scotland cap So you started pretty well You got... Um, Charlie Miller Andy McLaren John O'Neill Robbie Nielsen Yeah I think uh, John Kennedy's one John Kennedy Good Is one Jim. Yep. Stevie Hamill Stevie Hamill Is, is another, also one Another left back Stevie Stevie Smith No No Another Stevie Stephen Hughes Oh Stephen Hughes Stephen Hughes Aye yeah, yep. Well done so it's that one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of the twelve. Must be a couple from Spin eighteen eighty eight has got one of the remaining ones. Must be one from me. me uh, a couple from aye. from I from bet, Bertie's time. Bertie was throwing about like you know. Aye. Uh, sweeties, uh, the cornflakes packet. Mm-hmm. Uh, five oh, to get is it? Nigel Cosy. No, you get more than one. Yeah, you get more than one. Yeah. Uh, Gavin Ray No Gavin got a few didn't he Yeah Alright Bit of a spread throughout The the, the guys that you're still looking for Different eras Different positions Let's go back to the phones And speak to Ian Ian's a Partick Thistle fan On the line Are you Worried because of the result Last night Ian Or encouraged Because of the performance Uh, Probably about both To be perfectly honest Uh, A great improvement On Saturday Uh, Played some nice football Um, But Overly Had the Majority of the play, but only managed to get three shots on target throughout the 90 minutes. Um, Alwark had a few chances where they could maybe even have sneaked something, which they wouldn't have deserved, but they need to win more home games, especially against the teams directly above us, and we didn't do it. We've now got Dunfermline and Queen of the South, who are just above us as well, the next two games away. We really need to win one and draw one. They can't afford to lose any of these games, or we're really going to get detached. You can see both sides of it, can't you? You can see why Ian is encouraged, Jim, and thinks that they improved from the weekend. But at the same time, with no disrespect to Aloha, a home game against Aloha when you're trying to move off the bottom is one of the ones that you would really earmark for three points if you can. Yeah, of course, and I think it's their home form. It's worrying. I mean, for you know, I think that um, you know, they've had a couple of decent away results, but they're still struggling to find that balance. Uh, and also I think that when teams go to Partick Thistle you know they're, they're, they're going to make it difficult they're going to sit in they're going to make it uh, 
compact like Aloha did and uh, Thistle have got to find a way uh, a way around that um, so yeah I think performance wise yeah you're always looking at performances and you think eventually that form will turn into wins but um, yeah I, I think that there'd be more of an edge of disappointment than anything else for Thistle last night because it was a chance to go off the bottom of the league and get three points and also it's another point on the board for Alawa, who a lot of teams would think might mm-hmm. have been, you know, <laughs> isolated this time, and both have done really well, so they're they're further up the league. So teams that they, you know the one the, the two part time teams people thought would be you know uh, first and uh, or last and second last, uh, you know, are, are the ones that are, are, are gathering points. So you know, I think Ian's going to get to the January. I think he will definitely strengthen at that that top end of the pitch. Um, again, similar was said about Jim Goodwin. <laughs> Where do you find these type of strikers from? But I definitely think that'll be his priority. Ian, is the top end of the pitch a priority for you? Definitely. Uh, also, we need someone with a bit of steel in the middle of the park. We've got some nice ball players, but there's no one in there who is commanding and wins the ball to give it to these players. That's what we're sadly lacking. And uh, I really, I have to take my hat off to Peter Grant last night because it was the. Uh, the best display of time wasting in the, I've ever seen in the second half. <laughs> he wasn't playing. <laughs> He's a manager, though. Yeah, I know, but the players are on the pitch, so they, I mean, you don't you rarely ever hear managers, particularly, you know, you, you rarely ever hear managers um, screaming and shouting to waste time unless there's a couple of minutes to go. Because it's not called managing the game. Depending yeah. what side you're on. Yeah, of course. I mean, <laughs> every team does it. I mean, if Partick Thistle were playing are, are playing Celtic in the cup, they draw them, and if if it's one one. Way five minutes to go. Do you think they're going to be sprinting for the the the, the ball like the Tottenham ball boy did last night? Yeah, you know, I mean, Josie hit him well told, didn't he? Yeah, but if if, if I would like to see that if that ball boy was still there when they were winning four two, he'd have been in getting his <laughs> cup of tea. You know, so listen, it's every team does it, um, but you know, I I, I, I obviously I know Peter, but be Peter, um, he's, he would have his team would have known. Listen, this is a good point for us, so let's just take take the you know take our time every time every chance we get, and it's up to Patrick Thistle to, to deal with that. I think Ian mentions it in Jim as well Mark the home form It's something you're always looking to As being the, the foundations On which you build your season Really they, they looked as if they had made strides The home victory against Morton um, A couple of weeks back But I think that's the only home victory In the league this season So still a bit more to be done on that front Yeah Yeah There, there is You know They've got to, to get it going And um, You know I think if you For most managers It's just a case of Trying to get to January Gordon hanging in there And then go and see what you can do And I wonder for for Ian McCall at Partick Thistle, bearing in mind what he built at Air United over that three or four year period, um, you know, he got the best out of those players and it wouldn't surprise me if he went back for one or two of them in January, it would, it would make total sense. It's still kind of early, Ian, I mean it's, it's almost Christmas so it's not that early, but given how he bunched up the Championship is, do you still harbour ambitions of sneaking into the playoffs? Uh, oh, <laughs> it would have to be a gift from Santa. I think <laughs> we really need to. We need to get some really good players in, and uh, there's so many other teams there. It's difficult to get above all of them. It's not, if there's only one or two teams above us, then yeah, but if the whole league's above us. So it's, to try and get above another six teams is rather difficult. Yeah, that's a fair point actually, because you. If you look at just the points total, it's clearly doable. I mean, Partick Thistle are on twelve points. You got up to, I mean, Dundee in fourth on twenty-one. You can clearly make that points total up. But can you get more points than all of those teams between now and the end of it's the a season? Big ask. It's too big an ask for me. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you get on the run. We, we spoke earlier on about the hip situation. You win three games in the bounce. So if, if you if if they can manage to win three games in the bounce, changes everything. You know, yeah, of course. And and I th- I don't think that would be beyond Partick Thistle if they can manage to find um, a regular goal scorer. 
Okay, thank you very much. That was Ian, a Partick Thistle fan from Bears Den. I think that'll be the final call of tonight. Don't want to try and squeeze or shoehorn anything in between now and the end of the show. And what's more, you two have got a bit of work to do on tonight's full time teaser. Just about housekeeping around the teaser. If you want to hear your question on the show, the address you need to send it to is fulltime at Clyde1.com. So we'd love to have your questions in. Dylan Patton did exactly that tonight. And he says, Since 2001, can you name 12 players who have retired with only one Scotland cap? So that's a tough question. It's one of the tougher ones. You've got Charlie Miller, Andy McLaren, John O'Neill, Robbie Nielsen, John Kennedy, Stevie Hamill, and Stephen Hughes. So you've got a bit of work still to do. I think I should have got this one straight away, actually, because um, he's a coach I work with, and I actually remember having a, a little discussion with him. Uh huh. Um, and it's a damn bar. Yes, I wondered oh, if you would get that. And, and I just, it just one of those ones took a little bit of a delay, but uh, yeah. Dam's a, a coach yeah, at, at, at Morton, and I remember having a wee chat with him. Well so, done. There we go. I okay. I want to start with. One of them's an absolute stinker, by the way. Well, I mean, I suppose they all are to an extent, <laughs> but one in particular is just. Was was he in black one? No. Not according to Dylan Let's just blame Dylan really uh, I wonder if we get this one out the road Then this really Okay go I mean, for it's, it's off the Paul, Paul So no because he's not officially retired According to oh, Dylan right, right, right. Uh, The one that's ridiculous It was in a game against the Hong Kong League 11 So I don't even know if FIFA recognised the game But the SFA do Hong Kong uh, League 11 Is that the one We fadi must have played Was that that trip <laughs> Probably with, with was Volks? Um, I don't even know what else to tell you about this guy I'll I can remember I'll look him up There we go No Stevie, Stevie Crawford one No No more than that yeah. Right this one I mean the clubs Spells at Dundee United And Lone But you know It was like Wimbledon Down the road And I'm just going to Bournemouth was his main club Down there Warren no, Cummings. Cummings Oh yeah, Warren well Cummings done. Yeah, Jim well you got done. that Jim. Before I yeah, even Did you know what before, we won yeah, Chelsea. Chelsea Yeah, yeah that's right Cummings, So it was yeah. Okay um, What about this guy he Played for Kilmarnock And his one cap came against Denmark back in 04 Oh Peter Canero Ah oh, Peter Canero well done yeah. You got that right as well Is that only one more to go? Two more to go right Aberdeen Trinidad against Trinidad and Tobago Easter Road game uh, 04 Not Russell Anderson Initials J Mick McAllister Jamie McAllister Jamie McAllister yep. well. Is this only one more then? Yeah I cannot believe it I cannot believe it I've not got this one No He'll be in here tomorrow Oh Matt Wilson no, Mark Matt Wilson, Wilson. We got them in the end Thank you to Jim He's and not Mark. retired does he? We're back tonight <laughs> uh, Tomorrow night at 6 Callum Gallagher's up next Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com.